Matthias, let's just take a second to talk about our Patreon channel. Obviously, a lot of people love the show, and we get a lot of messages from people asking us how to uh, support us and help us grow the podcast. Now, Patreon is obviously, without doubt, the best way to do it. It really helps us grow the show, helps us pay people who help us out, helps us you know, keep shining the job, the, the editor behind the scenes. Um, why do you, want to, do you want to just let people know what they get, some of the perks? Yeah, I mean, we offer so many interesting extra things for Patreons. So we, we have a bonus episode, um, we do Q&As, and we're also looking into other ways of like getting um, our Patreon supporters special access to some of my um, very deep and fantastic knowledge and such things. Yeah, you're wanting to introduce some, uh, not one-on-one, but small small group lectures on specific subjects, which I think would be amazing. Patrons would absolutely love that. I would absolutely love that. You know, half an hour topic of you just ranting without me interrupting on a subject <laughs> has to be has to be perfect. You know, who's not going to, to love that? Yeah, yeah. Like things, you know, we talk about on the podcast, maybe like we mentioned something about Viking ships or something that has to do with the mythology and, and people want to know more about that. And then we can like dig deep into that for like 30 minutes in a, in, in a short lecture. I think a lot of people would find that very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, let's not forget anybody who signs up to the Patreon at any level is going to get a bonus episode every week. Um, it's either going to be the story time episode that we do with Jonas Lorenzen which you have to agree with is, is one of the funniest times you must have all week. It is brilliant. He does. It is amazing. Good job. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> it is. And then the other, the other episode, we're still undecided hundred percent on what it, it's going to be, but it looks like it's going to be a conversational type episode where me and Mateus just get a little bit more personal about ourselves, but also we're going to get, let people have the chance to ask questions, Q and a, whether it's about the podcast or about us. And um, you're going to be able to put your question to us through Patreon then we're going to have a, a little bonus episode where we explore those and people get a little bit more interactive with those, which I think would be fun for the, for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I feel like I'm seeing with our audience is that they really like to be interactive with us. So we're trying to offer as many opportunities on our platform to do that outside of social media otherwise because that, that can get a little little much sometimes <laughs> yeah there we go i mean honestly if you just jump over to uh patreon forward slash naughty mythology podcast you can have a look at all the different tiers we've got there they start from five dollars up to twenty dollars and you can cancel at any point you can try it out for a month listen to the old episodes listen to the old story time episodes cancel if you don't enjoy it and and there we go, but we were more than sure confident that you'll uh, you'll like what you hear. Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farrand, owner of the company Hans Verden, and I'm joined as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvik. Hello, hello. This time we're joined by Jonas Lorenzen, the giant brain behind Nibala. Um, he's here to talk to us about his new EP and music video, Lathu. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, guys. It seems to be, uh, seems to be sort of like a, a recurring event, maybe a bit too often these days. But <laughs> never, never too often. I, I always so. look forward to it, man. 
No, me too. No, me too. And 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 today we're going to be talking about uh, something completely different than what we've been doing um, uh, recently. So yeah, I'm 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 psyched. I'm excited to be here today. I know. Yeah. I think I think a lot of the time we, it feels like you're probably on more than you are because we do the story times together. Yeah. So yeah, it probably yeah. feels more more um, frequent. And for anybody that hasn't listened to the story times, this is my chance to plug the the Patreon. Um, so just pop over to Naughty with uh, Patreon forward slash Naughty Mythology Podcast. Follow us on Patreon. You get a bonus episode every week. One of them is where Jonas, me, and Mateus sit down and read saga literature. Well, Jonas reads it, does all these voices. I don't know if you want to give us a sample of one of those voices now. Well, I can't remember any of the one of the ones that I did. I, I really like co- Cockney Sigurder. <laughs> Cockney Sigurder. Did I do a Cockney Sigurder? You, yeah, you, you did. did all the voices. <laughs> I can't. I remember. I remember one time when I had to do a lot of different ones because there was like these birds sitting in a tree talking, and they all <laughs> yes. had different voices, and they kept coming more and more of them. So I had to like keep inventing new voices. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah, he's doing something. Really, it was like that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so, there you go. If you if you want more of that, pop over to the Patreon. Um, like I say, you get a bonus episode. You can listen to that. And when we hit two hundred patrons, the coconut bikini is coming. We spoke about it last week. Um, we're on like 187, 188, something like that. So a few nice. more. And then we're going to see you in a coconut bikini, man. And I'm going to get, I'm gonna have to get you on as well, though. Oh, yes. And uh, of course. I mean, we're going to, yeah. 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 In, I'll, it to, I'll, in it together. Yeah, we're in it together. I'll, I'll be wearing a coconut <laughs> bikini too. Are you going to look, you're going to look smashing, brother. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, Jonas, you have the color of a lobster, and that's because you've been out in the sun all day. What have you been doing? Well, it's because it's uh, 17th of May over here in Norway, where I live, and uh, that's the, you know, actually, funnily enough, since I'm a Dane, it's the the day where they liberated themselves uh, from the Danes and got their own country. Uh, Which is, which is, you know, kind of funny. Uh, That's a funny way to put it. Well, isn't it, isn't they were right? taken over by Sweden, for fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So it was actually more the Swedes, but it's kind of like it's kind of like the liberation day from Swedes and Danes, I suppose. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So you know, uh, but the thing is, it, it's not. It's not about that, really. It, it, it's not about oh, the Swedes and the Danes, we got rid of them. It's it's not about that at all. It's actually some of the most cozy nationalism that I have ever uh, been uh, uh, a witness to, to be honest, because it really is just, you know, everyone just getting together, being happy about Norway, you know, Norway is a great place to live and, you know, they sing songs and. I mean, when we talk about it in sort of legal terms, what happens is that Norway got its constitution, right? So, 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 so that's, that's why it's not about like, Oh, evil Swedes or evil Danes or anything like that. It's and, not at and all. You can sort of like focus on just being Norwegian, right? Absolutely, and 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 they have, and they, and it's actually kind of an argument for why it's a good thing for for a country to have strong um, cultural traditions and so on, because they have these, you know, strong cultural traditions about wearing these things that they call the buna, which is basically the 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 traditional attire basically um i i don't know how old this particular style is i would imagine that some parts of it could be quite old but it's like it's like whenever you think of uh you know it's actually the funny thing is about it that that it looks very much like how mountain people 
dress all over the world, actually. A lot of the styles and so on are similar to what you find in Kashmir, what you find in Sardinia, where you what you find in lots of different uh, places, actually. Um, and uh, they all wear it, and you and and you see everyone wearing it, right? It's not it's not just it's not just the the, the quote unquote white Norwegians. It's 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 like it's like everyone, and and it's uh, it's really great. And I went to the school um, where uh, my daughter. Um, my daughter goes to school and they were playing all these games. It was a lot about like playing games and eating sausages and, you know, all that sort of thing. And they were, of course, all the games have potato themes for some reason. That's uh, because uh, as I, as I told a friend of mine, um, <laughs> as I told her that the potato is literally the epitome of, uh, of cuisine in Northern Europe. Like oh, yeah. Danes, we know this ourselves, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's like the potato. So it's the potato run. It's the one where you put the potato in the spoon and you have to run back, mm-hmm. and then you have to run. You yeah. know, if you have run somewhere and you have to run back without yeah. dropping the potato. The Irish don't have nothing on us Scandinavians when it comes to potatoes, man. Like I don't oh, know why they are so known for potatoes. <laughs> That's insane because we have we have an egg and spoon race where you put the egg on the spoon and you have to run and not drop the egg. That's the so potato wasteful, sounds insane. You know? to potato me. will survive, you know. The potato I think they hard boil the egg though. Oh, so you'll eat it after it's been on the ground or what? Anyway, it's, it doesn't matter. The, the, the next the next game is potato sack race, right? You, you put a potato sack, you basically put your whole body into a potato sack and then you we do that have as well, to race. Yeah. That's a classic one. Um, I don't know if there was more stuff with potatoes, it probably was. Um, but you know, <laughs> so so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, it was very cozy. Is potato uh, is potato also a slur for white Norwegian as it is like a slur for white Danes in Denmark? Uh, no, actually, in Norway, uh, potato again is uh, it's actually a term of endearment. If if you're a potato, uh, if you say, "Oh, I, what do you do at your job?" If you say, "I'm a potato," it means you're someone who does a lot of different things. Oh, that's so uh, weird. <laughs> well, it's because oh, yeah. I it's, it's actually it's it's due to the fact that the potato kind of goes with everything, you know. What? You know, you can, there's nothing you can't, you almost can't do with a potato, right? You can, and you can serve it with almost anything, right? It's because it's a kind of a bland, uh, starchy vegetable that you can just, you know, you can do whatever you want with. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So you're, if you're, you're if familiar, you're pota- huh? So, so you're familiar with the, with the, the, the Danish use of the word potato, right? Like the, you're, you're some, some doughy white dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like that's closer to what we have. For, like a potato over here is like someone that's a little bit, a little bit dense, and a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's potato that's how heads. we would call. Yeah, we would call yeah. someone a potato. It's not. It's definitely certainly not a good thing. No, <laughs> in no way it is. Um, and 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 it's a specific good thing. It's 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 the one that can do a lot of different things. You know. I like so, that. So uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm just a potato, you know. I just like I do this <laughs> little little bit of that, little bit of that, little bit of this. Wow, that sort of thing. that's good. Um, yeah. yeah, from from what I've seen, it looks like a, an amazing day. It looks like the kids have a big festival and walk through the streets. Everyone gets together, has fun. Um, at least in the chat, that everybody gets to eat as much ice cream as as they can stomach. Yeah, um, yeah, it really does seem like it's it's national pride done well and in a completely non-offensive way. And because today it's it's so 
that balance of like having national pride, it, it, it's automatically, I think, gets people's heckles up and they think of it as a negative thing. Um, it's lovely to see it done. So, so well, it was discussed actually. It, it, the funny thing is that you know, for instance, in in the neighboring country of Sweden, to 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 throw the flag up of, of Sweden everywhere and for everyone to wear you know some kind of Swedish attire or whatever like that, and and celebrate Sweden as a country uh, would be it's absolutely unheard of. Like it would be frowned upon, and you would be called some kind of crazy right wing nationalist if you did that mm. uh, sort of thing but over here it seems it's it's really just it's really just a celebration of the country it really doesn't go beyond like on that and of course there was the discussion really quickly on one of the main news outlets in in Norway it was like ah well should we do we have to use the flag so much and all that kind of stuff but most norwegians that i saw when that thing was brought up was just like ah shut the fuck up you know like that kind of thing just like let's uh, get on with it you know it's uh it's it's interesting how like you know <laughs> how there are people that can have so strong sentiments against using a flag of the country that you live in like i it's insane I'm... because <laughs> even like the english flag to me because obviously not like not the union flag that everyone knows like the union jack um like i don't think so much with that but like the the english flag the red cross on the white background even for me as a as an Englishman, like when I see that, I still kind of have this, ooh, mm. <laughs> ooh, yeah. what are you into? Kind of kind of thought. And it's 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 sad because you shouldn't I shouldn't think like that. I should be able to be proud, but I feel like if I was like had if I had some like national pride about England, then it would not it come across bad. I mean, it's, it's, this kind like, of ties into the whole thing that you guys have been talking a lot about on the podcast, right? The whole sort of idea of misappropriation of, of symbols and that sort of thing. I mean, if you like in, in Denmark, unfortunately, it's also become a bit like, like that, you know, the Danish flag is almost associated with Danish people's party, which is the most right wing, uh, uh, one of the most right wing, wing uh, not the <laughs> most, not anymore, not We've anymore. Generated sure. new crazy. Fuck I know. Let's not, let's not get into that at all. No. I'm not here to talk about politics, but I mean, but 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 it, it has been sort of hijacked by by Danish People's Party. So so in in such a way that the that flag is sort of associated with people who harbor those kind of beliefs and ideas, and 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 you know you can you can say oh well that then it's forfeit and let it be forfeit and that's one way of looking at it but you can also just go hey well let's put some um let's put some happiness back into mm-hmm. to to those kind of things let's uh put some i wouldn't say pride but just some uh, yeah some joy into it and I, I feel the norwegian tradition of 17th of may is a joyful occasion that everyone is invited to take part in and it's it's just you know you just you see, wish each other hey gratulere medagen which means you know you know we wish you a, um, a happy day or we are how would be the right uh, English translation uh, congratulations on the day mm-hmm. of you know yeah. of before Norway we, before we move on I, I think it, it's probably worth knowing like a Lisa again said in the chat that it probably maybe it comes down to colonialism and being the oppressor because obviously us. England, I'm very much the same as like Denmark. We've we've been little shits. Like, so have you kind of have, have we? I mean, again, that's a that's a giant discussion to to bring up. I mean, oh, I know, but again, you but know, again, like, yeah, you have and you haven't, and you haven't, you haven't, and you know, it's, I, well, it's... I, I mean, the British Empire has definitely been kind of bad. The the De- Denmark have had their own empire. Sweden again. And these are the three countries that we've kind of said in this discussion have gone. 
all three of them may be like questionable when it comes to national pride. And I don't know everything about Norwegian history, but from what we spoke about on the podcast, it seems like they've quite often been the oppressed. Um, well, just, they 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 kind of stopped being little shits after like the 1300s. They 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 did have like a go at it in the 1500s, and then they were completely squashed by the Danish king. Um, but um, yeah, they like in the 1200s they were, but they didn't really have the flag that, back then, though. So no, they didn't. And I I think before we you know move on from this, which I really think we should, but mm-hmm. I think I think you guys out of all you know of of everyone should be careful with saying they were little shits they the british empire was really bad listen history is super more much more complicated than that Uh, you know sure uh you know there was horrible things done especially like in india and so on by the british empire but i mean history is filled with horror Mm-hmm. History is filled with empires going up and down and up and down and up and down. And it doesn't mean that you should have self-hatred uh, towards oh, uh, your country. For... No, no, I know you don't, but but that's what you see a lot these days. And and I just, I think that's, I think, um, you know, uh, I mean, okay, we're getting, we're getting way too, <laughs> this is getting, it's getting no, really complicated. I, I get what you're you saying. Know, these are fun that's, conversations yeah. are. I, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, there there's a lot of historical processes out there that where where, where people have been pretty horrible to one another. Sure, um, you can drop down in any year, any year, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then and then you'll find uh, one empire really trying yeah. to destroy a, another a group of people somewhere. And that has happened all over the globe. Um, obviously, the, what what is uh, contextualized nowadays uh, are the uh, colonial processes that the Western uh, countries out there, the European countries in particular, have been uh, part of. And what what is actually essentially being challenged is the hegemony that they established over a couple of centuries, right? Um, and then that you know challenging that hegemony is perfectly legitimate. Um, what what becomes uh, a bit of a problem is then that you know something like a flag becomes like a symbol of that hegemony, which it isn't necessarily. It can be a symbol of a lot of different things, and and it is being used for a lot of different things. I mean, Denmark is a great example. So if we look at the history of the Danish flag, I mean, that that's a that's a crusader and colonizer flag. Uh, I mean, it, 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 the legend goes that we got it in Estonia when we were, you know, beating humans, right, yeah. <laughs> and conquering. Classic. And then, and then, <laughs> then we then we went out there and, and had a nice little North Atlantic Empire with that flag too, right? Um, so and and you know, flew that flag over uh, uh, colonial stations in West Africa and our colonies in in the Caribbean. And our colony in India too, right? So, like, that's a that's you know, in the same way as Union Jack is a is a is a flag that uh, that has been used by colonizers, ours is as well, right? Um, but but what what is the context for it now, though? Like nowadays, Danes they put their little flag on on the Christmas tree and in birthday cakes, and and they. They're pretty toothless <laughs> in this day and age. And then you have these like 
curious nationalists over in a corner that are like, oh, pride and we don't like immigrants and la 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 la. And mm -hmm. it's like they just need to be shut down. If you ask me, <laughs> I think there's a, I think we live in a very interesting time, actually, um, if I'm going to put a positive spin on this, because I, I think it is. Uh, I, I was just having this conversation with uh, two of my dear friends um, and, and, you know, about about the times that we're living in right now and the kind of stories we should probably be talking or we should be telling, actually, because we're living in a time where the West, the time of the West, as we've known it, is, is over. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that 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 is, we can say goodbye to that, um, uh, conceptually, at least. Uh, and, 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 and that's okay, because things go up and things go down. Um, but it, the, the important thing is, is, is then what story do we want to tell now? You know, if we're, if we're going to be telling a new story, uh, if we're going to create something new, uh, you know, in all, in, all the, in all the great myths about, you know, like Ragnarok, which is a great um, uh, Judgment Day um, or end times eschatological story, you know, um, and, and many others from around the world, um, there's always something that, that, that stays and, and it brings out the, it should at least bring, bring out, it brings out the worst in people. Surely, you know, brother will kill brother and, and that sort of thing. Um, but it also brings out the best in people. It makes Vidar build up the courage that he's been building up his whole life to step into the mouth of the beast, right? It, uh, you know, it, it brings out these, these incredible qualities in people. And, and I think that's, that's really, you know, what we should be talking about. And it also, it also, um, it also, there's always something from that world that stays and that builds the new world. And so what from this old Western world that everyone's trying to tear down everywhere, um, what do we want to keep? What do we want to bring, bring forward? And I think that's the real interesting con conversation really to have, you know, uh, and not just the conversation about whether we should be throwing a flag around or, or, or not. No, exactly. I, I very much agree. And, you know, we, we were having this conversation on the phone together uh, a couple yeah. of days ago, you know. We um, were, and, indeed. And I very much uh, agree with uh, with your perspective. I counted you in, counted you in my, 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 my uh, dear friends I've been having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> but, hey, where, yeah. my phone call? <laughs> well, we were, we couldn't, we were talking about other things, Daniel. <laughs> so, so we were you know, you're, you're going through your own little ragnarok so that's uh, that's true but i yeah. i so much agree and and you know what it is it is a time for you know uh people who belong to this uh curious construction called the western world to consider what what are the things that we actually want to bring into the future and and bring with us as, as part of humanity because uh, things are going to change and um and, and there are really important cultural contributions that have come out of Europe. And then and there's also something that we really do not want to uh, uh, bring with us. Exactly. Right now, what we're seeing, um, though, it, it looks like at least that, 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 that those people who uh, <laughs> want to bring all the bad shit with us, uh, they, they have been gaining momentum. And so we have to ask ourselves, well, well, well how how like you know one of the most uh, awesome things that came out of the european um encounter 
with the indigenous populations in North America is the Enlightenment. Like, isn't that fascinating? A bunch of Europeans go to North America, they interact with the, the indigenous tribes in the new, what is now called New England. And, and then, then they realize, hey, wait a minute, like personal freedom and, and like equitable treatment of human beings and like everything that becomes the French Revolution and later on the, uh, and earlier on the American Revolution, doesn't matter, is, is, is like Europeans being inspired by Native Americans. Isn't that fucking fascinating? Like yeah, that's something is. that we need to bring into the future. Mm-hmm. That, that that that's what that that's Absolutely. what I'm about. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. all right, let's let's change gears because obviously, Jonas, we're here to talk about you and your music, and we also need to get to sex because there's there's almost more people watching this than watch the uh, Alexander Ludwig episode because we said we're going to talk about sex so i think oh, if uh, i think if we don't i think if we don't get there we're going to have a, a riot in the chat yeah i mean i actually <laughs> i think actually uh, uh we we uh we warmed up to it pretty well with the with the whole what kind of stories do we want to tell um and you know i wanted to to tell some stories. Um, and I think, I think, you know, you haven't really asked me a question. So should I just jabber on and, or do you, do you want to ask me? Uh, <laughs> let's start with, let's start with Nabala. Let's, let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about how that came to fruition. Okay. Um, let's let's yeah. start there. And then we'll that was move what into I was going the, to. and then we'll move into the, the video, sex. the album, sex. Because yeah, I think, I mean, <laughs> the vid- I mean, sex. I feel like we can't talk about the video without talking about sex. No, sex. no, no. But I mean, that that's absolutely uh, that's absolutely true, and, and we will talk a lot about sex. Uh, uh, don't don't you worry about that. That's what the but people I mean, are here actually, for. Now I have that salt and pepper song in my head. Let's talk about sex, sex baby. baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the da, da. yeah. And the but, uh, baby. Let's talk about sex. Uh, no, I mean so uh, to 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 try to make it you know terse and succinct. Um, basically, I I chose to you know I chose to. Some of you might know that uh, some of the listeners might know as well that I was in this uh, this little band um, back in 2019. Um, you know, Highland, and I chose to I chose to leave Highland uh, in in August of of 2019. That was when I made my mind up to do it, and it was literally because I I, I just felt to be, and to be completely candid with you, I was a little bit tired of the whole Viking thing to be honest i mean i actually i actually wanted to start t- talking about something completely different uh or not completely different because it would still have some of 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 that whole mythological thing to it that was still what i wanted to do but i didn't necessarily want to create music in a kind of viking nordic uh, uh garb or whatever um but then uh i was contacted by uh, uh, Robert Eggers's people, and uh, they asked if I wanted to be a part of, uh, of of some of the some of the sessions, some of the music sessions with the Northmen, and that led, of course, to and we can talk about the Northmen later, 
uh, if we want to do that a little bit. But that led to, you know, me uh, having a role in the movie and writing some songs for it and doing some voice coaching and all that kind of stuff, which was, you know, extremely fascinating. But in that session, um, the first session that I went to for The Northman, I met Sebastian Gainsborough. And Sebastian Gainsborough is one of the composers of the, of the, of the score. And he and I uh, had a really great vibe from the very beginning. And I was looking for someone to, to write this music with. Um, and in a conversation with him, because actually the music I wanted to write was, uh, I wanted to write a whole record. I'm not going to say too much about it because I am going to make that record later. But I wanted to write a whole record of, uh, uh, dealing with rites of passage, basically different kinds of rites of passage. Uh, and I wanted to draw inspiration from all over the world, basically. Um, this was also one of our first conversations, as, as, as far as I remember, Matthias, we were talking about, about this project as well. Yes. But I kind of realized pretty quickly that, that that would take me years to do. And I needed to like not take years to do my first project, you know. <laughs> so 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 I went, ah, you know, I'm I'm doing this Northman thing now. I said, fuck, let's squeeze one last drop out of this whole Viking bullshit, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> so, so so what was the so, bleep that bleep that Jonas? <laughs> now uh, we're we... really gonna get cancelled by the now entire Viking get... crowd. <laughs> 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 no, but honestly, no. I mean, I did. Don't get me wrong. I, I obviously, I, I still absolutely love everything that has to do with with Nordic mythology and and and, and all the kind of stuff. It's just, it's just when you've been playing in a in a big band for two years and there's fucking antlers everywhere, and, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, ah, <laughs> get away! <laughs> so. Um, no, so I, I thought, what, what's the simplest? I mean, what's the base story, actually? What's the foundation of everything? And I've had a lot of conversations. I've had, actually had some personal experiences also where I had sort of started to think about my own sexuality and my own, the way I relate to sex and, 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 and all these things in a completely different way. I'm not going to get into what that was because that would be transgressing some personal borders, not just for me, but for others as well. But... But I just, I just really felt inspired to to talk about sex, and uh, so uh, you know, I called Matthias up and said, uh, "Hey, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. Let's I talk mean, about sex in Nordic mythology." When I, whenever I think about talking about sex, I always think of Matthias as well. Exactly. Right? Oh wow, you guys are making me blush now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Those big, big tattooed arms, and oh my god, and the coconut know. bra, Co in the coconut. Oh, bra. you wave for that coconut. <laughs> <laughs> you wave that coconut bikini. Uh, no, so Matthias, actually, you know, we basically, should put that behind a paywall and make a lot of money. <laughs> Again, yeah. only dance. <laughs> only dance. Only dance. Uh, yeah. No. So I mean. Um, sexuality uh, and and fertility and all these things, it, it, it you know, it is really the basis of 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 of, of everything, right? It, it is uh, it is the it is the fuel, it is the fire basically that 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 fuels the whole machinery. If you look into um, if you look into uh, the Kundalini system of of India, uh, you have the system of the chakras, right? And 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 there's always this this talk of when you're sitting and you're doing kundalini kundalini rising meditation or yoga you're always channeling energy energy from your groin area and up 
and it comes out your your head at the end if you're if you're a skilled enough enough practitioner. So I basically started talking to Matthias about so what what are the myths in Nordic mythology that surrounds everything that has to do with sexuality, all the sides of sexuality, you know, the the longing bit, uh, the the sort of romantic, uh, silly young love bit, the the more dark sides of sexuality as well, where where, where things can 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 take a can take a terrible turn, and and also the ecstatic ecstatic uh, bits of sexuality. And so we we spent a lot of time uh, uh, digging, uh, uh, and I was uh, getting inspired from what Matthias said, and Matthias was getting inspired from what I said, I think, and 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 you know started looking at different things, and and um, and and Nena, um, the mother of uh, Alana, was is is a philosopher who who studies um, the philosophy of sex really. Uh, so we had lots of conversations as well, and. Uh, yeah, we sort of came up with these three themes that I that I already uh, alluded to, and those are the three themes that go through the whole record. So it starts with the theme that uh, Matthias uh, came up with the word lustush, because it is the root, I suppose, of lust, right? Yeah, Matthias. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please okay. Don't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave me, me. I was. I was. I was agreeing. I was saying yes. <laughs> okay. 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 I didn't. I didn't hear. Um. No. So. So. It's. It's. It's the. It's the root word of. 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 Uh, of lust. And so. So that encompasses longing, desire, the young love, as I said. And then we came up with the the second theme, which was lathu, which means to sort of let it in. Uh. So it's everything. So it's it's it, and it's also um, uh, Matthias. You can talk a little bit more about about the word, but it basically, in in terms of the 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 thematics here, it is basically also the strife and the strife between lovers, unrequainted love, um, you know, uh, the, the, f- the franticness that can occur um, in the middle of a of a relationship, for instance, between two lovers. I mean, um, so yeah, actually, like the the history of that word is in in sort of like a Nordic Germanic context is really fascinating, because it is a magic word that we find carved in runes yeah. on these like golden bracteate medallions that you know seem to be associated with Odin. We're not entirely sure what the whole context is, but they seem associated with Odin. Sometimes you have like this, you know guy riding what appears to be a horse on them as well and in some cases this guy is mostly just a head with like a hairdo that turns into a raven so there's like something really funky going on here yeah and and uh and lavu then shows up on some of these uh, in, in some of these inscriptions and it's it's a um it's a it's a word that that connotes sexual uh, sexual interaction of some kind, but also connotes such things as war and battle. Mm. Um, and Gun we still, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, you know, in 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 the Scandinavian languages, we still use it in in that uh, ter- in those ways too. It's associated with the English word let. So you, you you can think about if you're an English speaker, you can think about how in how many contexts do you use the word let. Let, let's do this and uh, and so on, right? So so in the same way, it is being used in in, in the Scandinavian languages to to 
to suggest similar things. And the most fascinating thing is, of course, that in this prime myth about how Odin retrieves the meat of poetry, which is this cosmic substance that gives um, scouts and other learned people their ability to see uh, clearly what the world is about and thus create, for instance, poetry, right? Odin copulates with Gunnlöf, this, this, this uh, underworldly uh, figure, female, who, whose name means uh, uh, something like uh, invitation to battle, right? And Lurf is the Old Norse version of the word Lathu. So, uh, so, so there's a deep connection right there. And going back to this whole thing about Kundalini, right? What happens when when Odin has to go into that mountain in which she sits at the bottom, right? He turns himself into a snake, and then he crawls down there, and then he rises out of that mountain as an eagle afterwards, bringing this holy liquid. There's uh, there's some pretty powerful Kundalini in that, if you ask me. Yes, I mean, if you've ever seen a, a, a depiction of the Kundalini rising, it's always snakes curling up like that, turning into some kind of bird, some kind of big bird, probably an mm -hmm. eagle um, yeah. at the top. So, so that's a very, very ancient iconography for sure. Um, talking about this process, Sophie of uh, Sophie of Chaos just wrote like battle in bed. It's funny you should say that because uh, you know when you think about it. Um, it's kind of sex is kind of a crazy thing, right? I mean, especially for the woman. I mean, how is it that females find it extremely uh, awesome to be sort of jumped upon by someone who's twice their size who just pounds the fuck out of them? I mean, it's, it's actually is kind of <laughs> oh, weird, you're right? you're way with words, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It's, if it's good, that's Boom. what's happening, right? You know, I mean, so uh, uh, you know, so uh, yeah. I mean, it's not—it's not the only thing that happens, of course. But I mean, it kind of is a crazy thing, right? I mean, it, and it is, you know, very close to violence. Actually, it's funny. I, I saw Gina Carano, who is uh, was one of the women in the in the U.S. who uh, who started uh, making MMA for women popular. She said at, at an interview once that you know that she felt that there was very little difference between when she stepped into the ring and fought someone and sex. And I found that extremely fascinating because that fighting is so intimate. You know, they, they are wrestling. They are, you know, it's an extremely intimate thing. And of course, you know, they're smashing the shit out of each other and you're not doing that in sex, but the intimacy. Well, well, the, well, well sometimes you are, that's, you know, if that's your thing. on what you're into, I guess. That's what you're into, you know, go ahead, you know, that kind of thing. It can be nice, um, but anyway, um, uh, I've always been a big fan of you know that pleasure, sh uh, pain should be a, a bit of uh, you know of take always take a little part of pleasure, you know a really really good meal should have sort of be a little spicy or you know that kind of thing. So I mean, yeah, for sure, and um, you know, so it, it, it there is there is a battle element in sexuality for sure, definitely. But there's also an ecstatic element. There's also the element where you where you lose the connection to yourself, even in some sense, and you 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 completely merge with the other person. And there is no you can't really tell where one starts and the other one begins or ends or, or whatever. You know, it's it's like a um, 
it's like a total emergence where you're, you're it's almost like on a very powerful psychedelic or something like that your ego completely dis, dissolves and so that's the last theme that's wudush alu which was again a combination of two words that that matthias came up with um wudush meaning something like ecstatic or frenzy or you know like a complete explosion of some sense and alu also being one of those uh, ancient words, right, Matthias, that, that you find everywhere, um, mm -hmm. uh, meaning something like power or... Yeah, magic. So, um, again, uh, Wodus is also a word that's uh, connected to Odin. It, it has... It's, Odin comes from that same root uh, word, um, meaning something like ecstatic or frantic, frenzy, and, and Alu, um, is is a word that's attached to that Odin cult, wh whatever it, it looks like in in like the four three four hundreds in in, in Europe. Um, and Alu also produces the word beer, ale, as we know it in English. Exactly. Yeah. Öl in 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 Danish, Scandinavian, and so on. Right. So there's that um, curious connection too. And it's of course because you know intoxication makes you frantic, frantic, frenzy. You know, so so it makes perfect sense that that there is an overlap here. And I mean, my personal theory on on all of this is that these uh, this early Odin cult that um, that you see in the uh, southern Scandinavian elite in particular, and you know. Could also include northern Germany in this part, uh, part um, because it's it's from like the the first couple of centuries AD and onwards that it that it sort of like develops. Uh, my personal theory is that it's essentially an outlier of the Dionysian mysteries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's got so, to be. yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be. So I mean, that's, it's that's it what just, we're doing it makes sense. Here. It makes right? sense. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense, Matthias, and it makes sense also because. Uh, because of the of the severe clampdown there was on, on all these kind of mysteries and, and Dionysian mysteries or Eleusinian mysteries or whatever they all were, Bacchanalias and so on. There was such a clampdown on that in, in the 300s and 400s in, in, in Southern Europe. So it, it makes sense also that, um, that, you know, some of these ideas would have, uh, would have survived further north and perhaps even gotten further boosted. I mean, that's, I love that theory. And I think someone should, uh, should look into it more. Um, yeah. Uh, someone should do something, Matthias, about this. Should they now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are. <laughs> Perhaps they are already. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Um, yeah, because I, you know, I also, you know, I think also it makes also perfect sense that it's a kind of drink of power. But then we are moving into whether there were any, uh, in some of these cults, at least, whether there were any uh, psychedelics involved as well in this, you know. Um, and and I, I think the reason why a lot of scholars, this is my personal theory, would goes like, well, what are you talking about? No one's ever looked into that. We never found any of it. Well, have you looked? I mean, have you really looked? Have you really tested all the vessels uh, that you found all over the place to see whether they would have had uh, an ergotized beer in it, for instance, that would have been an LSA kind of drink or whether there was any kind of mushrooms in it or henbane or whatever the, the flip it could have been that people would have used uh, in, in such uh, 
in such uh, well and uh, fertility rituals, which many of them are, you know. Um, I remember also in the beginning of my research uh, period on this uh, on, to, to to create Nibala. I remember, um, or this was not exactly in, in the beginning. It was after we've been speak. We'd been speaking for a couple of months at that time. But I remember meeting someone at a conference somewhere, and he had studied uh, some of these blonde, blue-eyed tribes that are in Pakistan, which some people believe could have been perhaps, uh, 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 you know, there was a lot, you know, there's always been these back and forth, people going south, people going north and that sort of thing. That could have been maybe someone from the north who would have traveled back to, through the Indo-European trail and gotten kind of stuck in some of these valleys here. Um, because you see a lot of similarities also in their stories and so on to the Nordic uh, stories and, and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's super fascinating, but a completely different topic in of itself. Uh, but I asked him, so I asked him because I, I, I just got curious. So I was like, uh, oh, so you've witnessed a lot of their uh, rituals and so on. He said, yeah, 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 a lot. He was like, okay, well, uh, well uh, were some of these uh, or how many of these uh, rituals that they did were fertility rituals he looked at me like all their rituals are fertility rituals <laughs> so it was, it was like all of them like okay <laughs> you know so uh so, so i mean of course uh the whole idea of sexuality and fertility and all these things have been um been something that has always um uh been something that that people have been spending a lot of energy on and a lot of time on and a lot of uh yeah focus a focus uh on on these subjects of course uh, it makes it makes total sense because it also relates to the earth i mean the 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 human sexuality relates to the sexual sexuality of the earth in some sense you know you plant the seed you see it grow that whole well, thing everything re re relies on reproduction so you know, the whole existence relies on that. So it, it's no surprise that it's kind of everywhere and tied to everything. Of course not. It's just that we, it's just that we in the, in, in, uh, in the last couple of hundred years, at least, uh, have pushed it more and more to the side, uh, you know, and, and uh, we aren't, we aren't talking about it in the same way. I mean, I kind of, when I look at the modern world, I find it kind of fascinating in some ways. Um, that sexuality or sex is, is everything you see it everywhere. I remember in, in, in when I was in um, in high school, I remember there was this big hubbub about uh, about these commercials where they were selling some kind of energy drink called Cult, and it was literally oh right yeah it was literally that. a woman's tits like tits out with a cult right in between them, you know, and they was everywhere. I mean, was that the was that the nineties? Because that's a '90s advert. If I ever that is so one. much a '90s advert or late 2000s, yeah, early 2000s, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. I early remember 2000s, it. Yeah. I remember it. Like the, I was the American Pie kind of era. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was... But I mean, come on, guys! It's yeah. still, it's still, it's still a lot there, you know. And and I think we are. I think we are as a as a you know as a culture and so on. Culturally, we we are moving. Uh, in in other directions, but but at least for a long long time, sexuality or sexuality today has be maybe because it's been so suppressed and and um, and so on has become something that is just like everywhere now. Like like with children, it's like ah boobs and ah you know, ah, you know that kind of thing all the time. 
uh, so it's kind of juvenile in the in the way we talk about sexuality today, broadly speaking, of course. Um, so uh, so yeah, so I think, and you know, I think my view on sexuality growing up. Uh, was very warped and I had to have some pretty intense experiences to realize how how objectifying I was how how, how, how what kind of unnatural relationship I had to sexuality uh, mm-hmm. um, you know how I, unnatural I think... my relationship to sexuality actually was mm-hmm. and uh yeah if if it was uh it, it should be something we should try to to be much more relaxed about in some sense and at the same time venerate and and um, and and praise in some sense i think that would be a great thing to see yeah it's too it's too shied away from i know yeah because it's either riddled with guilt right it's either sort of a guilty thing uh that everyone feels guilty about in some sense or it's Mm -hmm. or it's like we can't you can't sell anything without putting a, slapping a ca- couple of boobs on the on the commercial or something like that you know mm-hmm. so the interesting thing about sort of like that uh, uh, commercialized use of sex right is that it's completely infertile like it it uh, in 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 every form that it, it is presented to you in the public that way it, uh, it the 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 only reason it's there is because somebody has some other product they want to push on you the 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 the, the sexuality of the sex in such an ad is is inessential right it's just to get your attention and that's really all it is so that also means that all those things that come with real intimate and personal experiences between individuals uh, how however many there are involved, that's uh, up to <laughs> the individuals yep. themselves. Right? Um, <laughs> yep. uh, uh, that that's that's not present in that representation of sex that comes in an ad, right? So 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 what it is is that it's an empty shell. And on the other hand, right? So that's that's the that's sort of like a public projection of of, of sex and sexuality that's out there all the time. And then on the other hand, you have these people who, for religious reasons, want to restrict other people's uh, sexual experiences, right? Yeah, um, definitely. And uh, we see that in, in in the current political climate of, of the United States, right, where you have people who want to ban abortion, um, because ultimately banning abortion will, uh, in their minds, I think, prevent people from having sex because that's that's the ultimate goal for for some of these i don't think you can ever prevent people from having sex no that has never happened (laughs) and see this is also interesting when you look at the what was written this uh first draft of of the uh supreme court's opinion uh, on the subject of abortion they're literally talking about a need for a supply of babies for adoption (laughs) so 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 they're expecting people to have sex and then uh breed babies that are then sent off to to adoption which is pretty fucked up um so jesus christ yeah right so so that's something to keep in mind here but 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 aside from that you also have to consider well well what what are we actually seeing in this uh these restrictive attitudes and it's not just Christians, of course, there, we also see it with Muslims, we see it with Hindus, we see it with a lot of different uh, people who justify 
um, different ideas about how people should live with their religion, right? And what what um, what is the purpose? Well, what you're doing is that uh, you're creating a nuclear family, right? By being restrictive around sexual activity, you say um, sex is only for a man and a woman in a marriage, right? So then you then you uh, create uh, a nuclear family where intimacy is isolated, right? It only happens between these two individuals. And what does that mean? Well, it means that because if we look at the biology of, of, of intimacy between uh, um, human beings, uh, it's a lot more than just exchanging fluids. Right? The, the, there's, there are all of these emotions that come with them. Ideas of loyalty, for instance, and, and uh, entanglements. Like we, 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 we join our persons in different ways, right? Mm. And that, that creates... Um, Warm, what we could call warm feelings, for instance, between people who uh, who do these things, and and so essentially, <laughs> what what happens if sex is free, is that people have the opportunity to do that with more people than just that one person they marry, right? Yeah. But if if you restrict sex in that sense, and keep it within that nuclear family, right, then uh, people will not have that opportunity. And what does that mean? Well, people who feel isolated in general, they're easy to control, always. Mm. At any I level. think, for, for me personally, I think that's such a, a weird idea because I think everybody's different and, and you're going to do what you prefer because even, even in like the most free world, for me personally, <clears throat> like I've never had an interest in like having a bunch of one-night stands or like a a bunch of individual people for, for me, I like that connection with an individual person. And I think, it, I think sex is better when it's with one person and you, and you get to know them inside and out and you connect and you know what each other likes and it becomes this, this very close thing. So I think it's odd that like this idea of that, if it's free, that everybody's just going to go around and fuck everybody. Cause I think it just depends on, it depends on the individual person. Because like, Absolutely, like I, can right? speak, I can only speak for myself, but I prefer that kind of like that one person and just to get to know them, what you like. I think that's always going to lead to a better experience because you know what I like. I know what you like. And it's just going to go somewhere else rather than this like one quick fumble of like two hours and go, was that good for you? Yeah, it was all right for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. And, and it's, 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 um, it's an interesting thing to think about where, where this might have come from, right? I mean, because, I mean, if, if, if as I said before, and, and as we alluded to, if fertility and, and therefore sexuality was extremely important, if religions that, had, that came before Christianity were focused on these kind of things a lot, in order to, in order to clamp down on those religions, in order to, to, you know, make sure that these religions didn't have any power anymore. I mean, one good thing is to, to shun all such things as well, right? I mean, so I don't know exactly how it would work and how it did work, but I think, I think it makes a lot of sense that, that this is probably a, a very old problem, uh, probably that, that, that's... Just read uh, St. Augustine, the Civitati Dei, the city of God. He, he rants about it. <laughs> so they're, they're good, like, we, we, have, we have good... A solid classical literature on it. Where, where, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Early, but it Christian started. Probably, it's probably started even before that. I mean, it didn't. didn't Absolutely. Uh, 
didn't uh, uh, um, Emperor Augustus the, also like clamp down a lot on sexuality? He was he so was on. very pious, uh, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. No, no, uh, I mean this is not, you know, a feature of 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 a particular religion. This no. is something. This is sort of like a zeitgeist that yeah. shows up, and then you know sometimes it's more uh, imposing than than others than at other times. And you can see that with uh, European Christianity throughout the ages. You can see Christianity is, it, it, in some uh, centuries, more relaxed about it uh, than than in other centuries. So, so, um, so no, it's it's not a this you know, like all those people who justify their puritanism in in religion should listen to this because it means that it has nothing to do with their religion. It has everything to do with their own ideas of 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 morality or whatever you want to call it, and then they should just keep it to themselves. Well, it also, <laughs> we, we, but we also in kind of, in, in many ways, I mean. Uh, and we were also talking about this uh, the other day, Matthias. I mean, we we removed um, for quite a long time, uh, uh, at least. Uh, and of course, it maybe it, it it ebbed and flowed also throughout the hege- hegemony of of Christianity in in uh, the quote unquote Western world. Um, but uh, and everywhere else, for that matter, where Christian Christianity, where uh, uh, was it was Christendom ruled, right? Um, but one thing that I, that, that also I am very interested in these days, it's, it is what we talked about before the Dionysian aspects of, of religion, the, the, the wild man, the, where you're not, I mean, there's, there's always this, there's this, this idea of Dionysus against Apollo, right? Apollo is seen as sort of the in some sense, the stoic, the rational, the, you know, all these things, uh, responsible, fatherly, and so on, where Dionysus is, is, is the wild man, you know, and that is not afraid of the darkness in some sense, is not afraid of, of being torn to pieces and put back together again, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and I think, I think uh, today it would be really great uh, for us mythologically or, or or in terms of the stories that we tell, to get to get back to the wild man, to let ourselves be a little bit wild, to not be so afraid of these dark sides of of our humanity, you know, because they're there, and if we suppress them, they're just going to become like a monster that's going to tear us up from the inside. But if we allow ourselves to go into them and to wrestle with our own shadow and with our own desires and our, the, the mad sides of ourselves, the uncontrollable sides of ourselves, and I think that's the only way. Re- only real way we can in some sense learn anything from it and perhaps in that sense become a a more apollonian uh stoic person once we have done all those things if that makes any sense at all that it makes perfect sense to me because you know what my friend uh stoicism is my preferred flavor of of philosophy when it comes to uh such things as as morality and and uh ethics and uh and interpersonal uh, relations on both a state level and a, a, a you know regular ass level um yeah that's uh not the best phrase perfect... out there yeah, but, well... but my, my point is that as, as somebody who very much cherishes uh, stoic philosophy I, I per, uh, very much agree with you on this because um, you also have to take into consideration that that the uh, functional human being 
this uh, this the, the the human being who can go out in the world and and rationally approach others. Um, I don't think that that human being can exist without the irrational. You know, without having grappled with it as well in, mm-hmm. in earnest, you could say. Yeah, exactly. Without having grappled with with, with your own uh, irrational sides, your own dark. And sides. this is where where ritual becomes really important. Because what is ritual? Ritual is essentially a space that you open up in your existence where the normal rules don't apply. Yeah. There are other rules present there. And that also means that other things can happen. So going back to, for instance, this idea of like, uh, um, you know, Puritan societies that, that don't allow sex. Yeah, you can have those types of societies but that you know you can also see that some of these societies they can be very strict in terms of like rules about sex and sexuality um you know generally in society and then they have these crazy ass rituals over here where they're just like doing all kinds of stuff that you're like oh okay wow whoa did he really do that (laughs) right (laughs) so 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 that tells you a little bit about how these things also work for us as humans like we it depends on the space that we're in and literally both a physical and a mental space, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, should we, should we move on to your video? Because Well, it actually gonna... was going to say it's a good segue into it, actually. I think before we go into that, I, I want to say, I think, I think it'll become a lot more free when people stop actually giving a fuck what other people do. Like everybody wants to stick their nose in everybody else's business and the truth is, it doesn't matter. As long as it's consensual and everybody's involved, wants to be there, it doesn't fucking matter what anybody does behind closed doors or wherever. Like, that's their business, whether it's man or woman, man, man, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You do you, enjoy yourself. And if more people were like that, I think the easy, the, the world would be a, a better place. Because everybody just wants to stick their nose in and kind of go, oh, what are you doing over there? And then judge. And it's just like, just, just do you. Just, just do you and yeah, just, just go over there and do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. And, and everyone would just be happy. Who cares what people do, whether it's fucking, not even just sexually though. I think just in general, in life, just stop caring what everybody else does and wanting to be a part of every, their life. Just focus on yourself and then let's all move, move forward a little bit better. Well, it's funny. It's funny that you say not just sexual, because sex, sexual, sexual seems to be the one that is almost the most talked about these days, even more than race in some sense, because it's relating to gender, of course. You know, uh, your sexual preference. You know, yeah, it's 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 insane. Everybody wants to judge everybody for what they want to do. Or look yeah, but it's also the like- other way around. It's kind of it's kind of it's a kind of funny thing, right? I mean, because. Uh, gender is such a hot topic these days, uh, mm. and it's it's basically it's kind of a it's kind of a funny mix between at least the way I observe it in some sense. And and um, you know I'm 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 speaking as one who just uh, made a whole press photo series of myself dressed up as a as a Viking queen actually, uh, and with a lot of sailor stuff all over me. You know, like. Uh, uh, because I mean, there's there's that's something again that ties into Nordic mythology. The whole idea of uh, you can't actually do magic without uh, without uh, taking on 
qualities, female qualities, let's say, or female, classically female energy type things. Um, this is why Loki, uh, you know, mocks Odin for banging the drum like a woman when he does his magic and that kind of stuff, right? So coming back to the, the whole discussion today, it's like, you know, the people that are sort of the very conservative types, they seem to be extremely bothered with the idea of gender because, uh, you know, all these pink haired, gender fluid, this and that, uh, LGBTQ, blah, 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 are sort of... Uh, sort of taking the center stage in some sense in, in, in the in in the in the societal debate and political debate and so on and they can't really have that because that breaks their view of things so they, they are extremely bothered with it at the same time you have people of of all these different colors being extremely bothered with everyone needing to accepting them like they everyone should accept them but the thing is you can't force uh, a very conservative person to accept you necessarily you know it's not like is that's not something you can do by fiat it's just not possible and it's 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 created this extreme uh, uh situation where everyone is doing exactly the opposite of what you're saying or what you're suggesting dan which i agree with you totally if we all just didn't give a fuck you know probably it would have been better right you know who what, what who cares if if you don't want to be gay who cares if you want to be gay who cares if you do want to be a woman who cares if you don't want to be a woman let me just reiterate this stoic principle you're a citizen first second be your identity yes good 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 principle right mm-hmm. yeah like i uh, you you your your purpose you live in a society of some kind, uh, three different people living in three different societies here, and you, your your primary purpose in that society is to live up to uh, what it means to be a citizen in that society. Also, even if you're not a citizen in that society, like like you, Jonas, you're not a citizen in Norway. I'm not a citizen in the U.S. Um, we're both immigrants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but 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 it is our duty. But we have to act as if we are. You know, in yeah, all it is our duty to live up to the standards of what it means to be a citizen in, in each of these countries. Yeah, and then uh, and then you go from there. Your identity comes after that. Your your identity as a Danish national is comes after being. A, somebody who lives up to the uh, principles of citizenship in Norway and the same for me here in the US. So that's, I think that's the, that's the really important thing to keep in mind here. And I think as you are pointing out, people are forgetting this left and right, like literally everywhere. They, they think that, uh, that the standards for their particular identity need to apply to the rest of the citizenship out there, right? (laughs) Which is not meaningful, you know? No. No, no, it isn't. It isn't at all. And, it, you know, but it's but it's, it's a fascinating time. And, and it, it is, um, as we say in Danish, in Brunningstil, I mean, a time where we wrestle with these ideas and these questions about what does it mean? You know, there's there's also the old idea b- between, you know, I think it's uh, the Aristotelian view and the. Oh God damn it! I can't remember the other one, but it's it's the whole idea um, of like whether you think that you should and, and probably the the Aristotelian mirrors the Stoic in some sense, or maybe it's the Epicurean. I can't remember, but it, the point is that it's whether you think the laws of the land 
are the most important. That's the sort of a restricted view in some sense. And you should follow those laws. Or whether you feel the people who govern the laws or who, who enact the laws uh, should be given most power, you know. So, so the idea is that the, the one side of them say, well, if we can just get good people to make the decisions on a societal level, we just have to get the best people in, in charge. Then everything will be fine. But the other ones say, well, you can't actually, you can't actually, you know, make sure that you get the best people because they people lie and they're, you know, so you they they could be making a show out of it. So you can't actually be sure of that. So we need to have very, very low resolution laws, strong laws that everyone can abide by. And then maybe they can change a little bit here or there, but you have to be very careful. You know, that's the whole uh, conversation in, in, in the U.S. right now, also with the Constitution and, and on all these kind of things, you know, how much should you adhere to the Constitution and how uh, malleable should you be with it? But that was a crazy aside. How did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's talk about your video before we yeah. go too long. If you haven't seen it, Pause the fucking episode right now. Uh, Jonas, tell people where they can go and watch it because it's an experience. You just have to search for, for Nibala uh, on, on YouTube, um, Nibala Music or Lathu, which then would be, I suppose, uh, it's got a weird letter in it, doesn't it? I think if you write L-A-T-H-U, you'll also uh, find it. But Nibala is your safe bet, N-E-B-A-L-A on YouTube, and you will find... Uh, You'll find the video. Yeah, it's it's um, and it's not the whole video actually. Uh, it's the whole video is coming out on third uh, of June, mm-hmm. so we we decided to split it into two parts. And I can't tell you too much about uh, what's going to be in in the whole video when it comes out on the third of June, along with another single. But um, we intended actually to make a whole narrative. Uh, so it's like fourteen minutes long. So it's actually like a short film almost or a short art film, you could say. Um, but I, I realized when we were getting towards the end of it, I was thinking, oh, and it was also through talking to, actually Ed Gamester was one of the guys who saw it and gave me some good advice. And we sort of realized that making the first music video that Nibala ever sends out is a 14 minute long art film. <laughs> maybe not it's maybe not so smart so we we took the we took the part of the film which is just the the, the music video um and which is basically a man you know it's a man who clearly has started some kind of ritual and is inviting his uh different sides of himself i would say i think at least that's how i thought about it conceptually that it was different sides of himself, different archetypes um, that he's sort of inviting into his circle and he's grappling with them in some sense. Um, And they're dancing and they're showing him visions. And he, at some point, he, at some point, uh, it becomes too much for him and he tries to turn away and he's, uh, he's confronted with a, as we talked about, a kind of, uh, Odinic, but the one side of Odin, Odin that is the Apollonian side, you could say, the the, the fatherly, stoic, statesman-like character, and he's offered to to go with him. He's offered to uh, to join him, but what he does is that he realizes he can't do it 
and he needs to go back and grapple with his desires, his dark sides, these different sides of himself in earnest in order for him to truly gain any kind, any kind of insight. Here we have a llama again making noise. Um, uh, but to truly gaining any kind of insight uh, about himself. Um, so that was the thought behind it. Now, when the whole movie comes out, you, you realize why he did this. I mean, why did this character choose to go into the woods and, and do this do this crazy thing? Um, and I think quite a lot of people, when they see this, I hope if I I hope they will watch it and not go like, oh, I'm busy and, and you know go somewhere else. It it really does take your need your attention, um, mm-hmm. like it's, any it's art a, film. It's a journey. It is, it is, it is a journey. But I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking about the when, when the when the whole movie comes out mm-hmm. on the third of June, because the first part of the movie, which is uh, you know, I think it's six minutes or something like that, it is literally just uh, a lot of imagery, um, and uh, and leading up to this point where he then sits in the in the in the forest and why why does he do this? What prompts him to do it? What kind of realization about himself? And I think a lot of people would be, it might be a little bit shocking, um, but the idea was really to create the image of a man who clearly hasn't gone through a kind of rite of passage, who clearly hasn't gone to the depths of himself in some sense, who is ashamed of himself in many ways and therefore cannot really live up to his responsibilities as a fully-fledged human being, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Do you have any questions about it? So, what is going on around that fire? What What yeah. is not going on around that fire? I think is the yeah, question. That's the thing. So, so <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good place to start. I mean, you see these different characters dancing, right? There, there's the there's the 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 trickster like character with a gigantic horn as a penis mm-hmm. um, and then there's the the sort of dark raven uh, woman who is I think I, I think we were very inspired by imagery of like uh, we were watch, we were looking at a lot of different like uh, old movies and this kind of thing and uh, the old witches and that sort of thing but also Kali from Indian mythology um, sort of black goddess of, of some sense a goddess of pure rage then there's the big man. He's actually kind of a, he was one that you also gave some help on, Matthias. Um, I was I was thinking very much, I was looking at old Renaissance paintings of Thor, you know, which is always like this big, oh, you know, he's always sort of like full of rage, but he's also stoic and he's also sort of beautiful and and that sort of thing. And, and uh, we ended up, I remember you telling me, I think it was oak trees that he's connected to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we ended up finding for his penis piece or whatever you would call it, like his uh, <laughs> the, the thing that was going to be hanging in front of his his cock, basically, uh, was a was a lot of oak bark that we found. So that was actually woven into it. No one's going to ever notice that. <laughs> but, that <laughs> but now they. But now they. That's know. the that's the beauty behind these things that that when you add all these little and it's the same it's the same with the Northman as a movie as a whole, I think that when you, when you weave all these tiny little things in, 
it all amasses to to a bigger thing. Um, and is it with the, with the movie? With yeah, I mean, we we spoke kind of off end that the, the your your music videos it's very clearly kind of you're working with the same people and has that same kind of yeah. feel to it. It's very it's very beautiful to look at. It's a very pretty thing to look at, and you enjoy it. And you can and it's you're going on like I say you're going on this journey. It's it's good to watch. That's good <laughs> because I mean, well, that's really great because I mean, uh, you can put all these uh, iconographies and imageries and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you can do as much research, uh, but if it doesn't come out as something beautiful or even terrifying. Uh, terrifyingly beautiful or whatever on screen then it, it doesn't really matter of course um but yeah we 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 spend uh christina the director and i we spend i think six seven eight months maybe even just on the research uh period and mm. and, and 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 developing the concept and the ideas and, and that sort of thing and we spoke actually we had a session with robert eggers uh for about an hour where we we but that we talked a lot with him we talked a lot and Christina and him talked a lot about sort of quite technical things about how how should we when we're trying to tell this story are we going in for slightly longer shots or should we you know so well we decided a few things about like for instance like only having one camera and uh, we decided not to do it on a dolly which is like boring stuff but it's just about how you how maneuverable the camera should be and that kind of thing and then of course uh, we had the great great choreographer Stephen Moynihan is just an amazing choreographer who also worked uh, on on the Northman and we had uh, Marie Gabrielle Rochier uh, who is was the chief uh, choreographer she didn't go with us to Ukraine uh, thankfully because that would have been horrible for her because it was fucking so hard it was so hard uh, so and I couldn't have been able to give her a proper accommodation and so on so she would have been just like we would have ruined her life, but uh, but so Stephen is a little younger and, and and was able to 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 rough it out a little bit more, thirty hour shoots and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, Stephen is really brilliant. So uh, they they, um, they both worked with with me and with everyone on the on the Northmen. They were the one who did the berserker dance and and all these different things. Did did my dance that I did, and and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, so we had a incredible team around us uh, and Christina is a brilliant director uh Christian is a Christian who was the DOP is a great DOP and then uh, last but uh, we had a great production designer as well in Cena and 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 last but not least uh um Sarah um Sarah Boo our our editor is just really really good and she and she's like she's good friends with Rune uh uh Janu, you know the mm -hmm good old Nordic anime so she's always she's already deep in this kind of stuff mm. so she got like all the shit we threw at him she's like yeah mother <laughs> that's great I'm gonna <laughs> definitely do that and ah yeah. oh, he's drinking something henbane yeah let's let's go let's go for it but you oh shit it means a lot it means a lot when you find somebody that's already interested in oh yeah they, they sort of, I, I I struggled with that the whole entire time of running Hans Warden that when it comes to like ever getting anybody else involved, whether it's for a video or for photography or whatever it is. If you can find somebody that at least understands this this whole thing, it's so much easier than trying to find somebody on the outside and then explain it to them. It, they it's can be, so important yeah. to have someone who has that understanding. 
Yeah, they can be as as great as the as the as you as you would like at their craft if they don't understand the the the, the stuff that we're dealing with. You know, the the source material and that kind of thing. If they if they don't have any connection to that kind of thing, it's, it can be difficult. Christina, I would say, didn't necessarily have a connection to Nordic thing, but she is a director who thinks she thinks in mythology and, and 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 these kind of things i mean it, it, it's if you see some of her other work it, it is all very esoteric and and that sort of thing she loves all mm. kind of esoteric and occult and that kind of stuff so so it was kind of a no-brainer for her as well and i, I have to also mention the production team in ukraine uh, you know just incredible people all, all of them were just and the actors as well, and the actresses. I mean, it was just—it was just such an incredible experience to make this this uh, this video. It, re it really, really was. It, when we were doing the interviews uh, with the, the people that ended up being the different characters, the, it was so crazy because it, they because when we talked talked to them about the character that we had developed for them, they all had some kind of uh, personal connection to that aspect. <laughs> It was it was quite it was quite amazing. They they all sort of felt really really again like we talked about connected to the material and so on and so forth. And so yeah, it was an incredible experience. Um, the night when we shot that that ritual scene, which became the whole music video, it was we literally left at six in the morning, drove out to this forest outside Odessa, and we were back I think at two o'clock in the afternoon the next day. Nice. It was really long mm -hmm. and really hardcore and and cold as hell i mean that you, you have to see if you see the video they're naked literally these 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 guys i'm the only one just kind of sort of wearing clothes and and it's like three degrees like of course they're under fire but you know still cold. still <laughs> still cold <laughs> and i remember this one time where i i you know alessia who had like black um uh what do you call it contact lenses then to get her get her eyes to look completely black she's the one who played the the black raven because of the smoke from the fire she 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 when when we stopped she couldn't she had to close her eyes because it, it hurt so much and and uh the the guys were also wrapped in a mixture of mud and pig's fat uh, the two guys, because uh, it, it, it made that sort of special effect that we were looking for. And that started itching as well. So they were literally hurting all over. And they'd been going on for hours and hours. And, and it was four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, okay, you know, we, we need these two last shots. And I asked Christina and the DOP, can we finish the movie without these two last shots? And she was like, it's not ideal, but we can. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to these guys. And because they're just, I mean, they were freezing and they were, yeah, it was crazy. And as I went to them, I said, okay, listen, we, we, we can, we can stop now. We don't want you guys to get hurt and, and all that kind of stuff. And they just, I remember Julia, the, the place, the nymph, she just looked at me. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We <laughs> went all the way out here to finish this goddamn video. So we're finishing this video. These two shots are important. We've been practicing them back in Odessa and like, we've got to fucking do it. It's like, I was like, okay <laughs> that's great you know like it was just amazing I, I i couldn't believe it because they were they were really yeah they were insane i mean and, and a funny another funny little story uh 
uh, Andre, who plays uh, who plays the trickster, he was one of those guys who just gets into character. So he, when we put the cock on him, he was a trickster until <laughs> we took sentence. the cock off. Bob. What a fucking like, no! Oh, you're <laughs> honest. Let, let's roll back. <laughs> when we put the cock on. <laughs> I mean, how many times in your life can you just say, "When we put the cock on him"? well i mean really depends on uh the things you do in general like i'm sure some could uh, say it a lot (laughs) these these are my favorite episodes that we do where there's just no there's no boundaries we can talk about what the fuck we want yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it's just three friends who who genuinely get on with each other and we can just talk about what the fuck we want I, I love these episodes. I, I fully I fully agree. But actually, to get back to get back to uh, the cock, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, actually, what I wanted to say was is it was incredible with Andre who plays the uh, trickster because when they put the cock on him, I didn't personally put the cock on him. I had people to put the cock on him. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you need people to put so, the cock on him. <laughs> it was a very big cock. I need we needed to be at least two. Uh, so no, so anyway, so when they put the cock on him, he's one so, of those so, incredible can, can performers. Ask, can I ask yeah. something about the cock? How do you stabilize yeah, sure. the cock? You put the cock on him, but how do you stabilize it on him? Does he have like a string tied to his neck or, or how does this work? It, it wasn't easy. I mean, they came up with some kind of cool system. I can't exactly remember how it was. Uh, it, they came up with some kind of cool system. They made like a leather pant, which had like different straps that would then strap in different ways uh, underneath his legs, sort of in between and, and then on the back and then in the front as well. It was difficult, uh, but they got it done. I mean, they, 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 the production team was incredible. They were really, really cool. And very uh, inventive as well. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, so he was, he's one of these kind of performers that, that lives, when he does a performance, he's, t- I met him the first time when Shell and I was in Ukraine uh, back in the summer of uh, 20, what was that? 2021, actually, yeah. Uh, and he was doing a performance with some music that I, uh, that Shell and I were doing, and I just knew it immediately. Like this guy has got to be my video because he's fucking crazy. So he's just like he just he goes into the character with everything here. So the minute they put the cock on him, he was that trickster character. That sentence kills me every time. Until they took the cock off him again, and then he became his normal self. He, you would hear him running around in the in the woods when we weren't shooting and we were setting up for the next shot. It was like screaming singing crazy ukrainian songs folk songs and stuff like that just dancing around and i was like aren't you getting cold man i mean you crazy he's like no 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 i have so much energy he's just ah you know like he was just he was mad and you and it translates on screen it's just i think for like a lot of a lot of actors they have that that thing that triggers them and it kind of moves them from everyday life to to the character they have to portray and obviously, in this instance, it's a, a strap-on cock. I mean, it is what it is. But it's 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 that trigger that goes from okay, now now I'm me to now I'm working, and this is the character I have to portray. And and, and that I think that's a, a good actress, oh, well, yeah. someone who who really can get into the character, se- separate the separate the two from like you, and then and then the role. 
I mean, the 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 amount of creative power and energy that I have, I don't know if I've just been lucky and I've just, you know, met the right people in Ukraine, but it seems to be like quite widespread. I mean, the creative force in Ukraine is insane. I mean, all of them, all four actors were incredible and dedicated and passionate and completely without, seemingly without any kind of um, barriers, really, with any kind of limits, like to what you could, asked them to do so they they were so <laughs> in in it like and you know so and i like i told you before like they went in above and beyond what i thought would be the limit i said to them you can stop now but they were like no we're not doing it we're getting this fucking in the in the box and the same with uh, a girl who plays a role in in the in in the in the in the whole movie which is coming out on the 3rd of june uh she just all of us the European team or whatever, she just blew us away with the intensity of her. She was just so intense and she was so, she was so easy to, I was, you know, I had to, you know, act with her. And so she was so easy to, to do shit with just, it's just felt completely safe. And there's just anything, anything goes, we can do anything as long as it serves the art. And, and that, um, I think that's yeah, a testament. That incredible. I think that's a testament to you and your music and what you're doing and that people have a, a belief in, in you and, and what you're creating. And, and I know you mentioned Ed earlier when I saw, when I saw Ed's like live show, he was amazed by how, how much these people put their bodies on the line for, for him and in this, in his kind of Ragnarok wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, theater. God, I wish I could and see it, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's that these people do this because they believe in the person that they're following to create this this art, and whether that's you or whether it's Ed in what he does, it's because they follow they follow you, and you, and you've got a vision, and you're creating this beautiful thing, and they're like, okay, I'm all I'm all in, I'm gonna do what I need to do. It's not because they're necessarily committed to their art or their craft. It's because they believe in the in the vision, and you've kind of inspired something in them, um, and that's beautiful. And I think you should probably take credit for that, and maybe not not put too much credit on them. And I mean, I'm sure they are, they're amazing actors in what they want, but if they hated what they were doing, I'm sure they would also step away and say, okay, it's too cold. I'm not doing this. Um, so you should, you should have the, the, the appreciation for it's, it's tough because it's hard to, to kind of be that way about yourself. But I think you're, you know, I love what you're doing. I think the album you're going to drop is going to be the, like, it's, it's going to change this whole music scene. I I love what you're creating. Um, and I genuinely think that it's, Oh, it's a, it's another level to what we've seen so far. Um, and you should be proud of it. And I, and I mean that with, with. Oh, but I, I I'm so Dan, I, I, I know you mean that. And, and I am very, very happy to hear you say that. And I am proud. Of course, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't help. I couldn't help thinking when you were saying that. I couldn't. This this uh, thing in uh, from Braveheart, you know, where he's talking to Robert the Bruce. If you just lead them to freedom, it follow you. <laughs> so would I. It's it's true though. It's so <laughs> it's like it's so but, uh, hard to it's so hard to kind of 
accept that all these mm. the, 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 the whatever you're creating that these people like and i guess it's probably the same thing like me and mateus with the podcast like we we probably get like messages from people saying love the podcast love what you're doing um it's like what that's weird what do you mean we yeah. just sit down and we just sit down and talk for for like a, a couple <laughs> of hours a week um so it feels very unnatural but you also have to mm. um sometimes accept that you're doing something really cool of course and and, and you know but but it but it ties into this whole thing about what is a collaboration and and how how does art come about it's 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 a strange and magical thing in some sense you know what i mean also with i mean with with shell as well uh, you know the 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 collaboration I have with him is just uh, Shel Bratton, who uh, I should also name drop here, who's is, is been completely instrumental, uh, no pun intended at all, um, in in, uh, in 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 making sure that 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 this album was finished because I was going to finish it with Sebastian Gainsborough, who I had a fantastic collaboration, uh, the, the the aforementioned composer of the Northman, who had a fantastic uh, collaboration with. But of course, because of COVID and I had to move and all that, it didn't happen. So I was looking for a new collaborator and, and Shell came in and, and our collaboration also, again, I, it's, a, it's a strange thing. Of course, Shell thought what I had already done with the EP uh, was great and he wanted to be a part of it. So he was excited about being a part of it. But I was also excited about working with Shell because I'd heard what he, is, he had done and I could see how we could work together. And then, so that excitement sort of translated through our work together. We didn't have a dry moment when we were working together. Not a single one, like not a dry two minutes even. Like it was constantly just a creative flow. And the same with these people with this uh, with this movie. So so it's 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 I of course need to feel proud about what I have done, but it is that that constant feedback loop, right? You throw something at people, and if if they respond in excited and passionate way, they throw something back at you, and then you throw something back, and it's just you know constantly like that, just like really good sex, uh, by the way, you know. So um, so tying it all back to that, tie it back um, together. No, it's it's. I feel like it's a very British thing. I think Americans probably struggle with this less, of of kind of accepting uh, accepting their 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 achievements. Um, maybe it's a European thing, but I know it's certainly like a British thing that like we we struggle with it. If we do something good, we're still kind of like, oh, maybe not too bad, it is it? Yeah, it was all, all right. right. It's all right. Sorry, Sorry about that. We did we did yeah. okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you know you, you you do something and it's and it's worth the credit and it, and it's tough to accept. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I'm excited for what you're creating. Um, yeah, I think it's going to go down well. Mateus has obviously listened to it, and yeah, I think I am I'm thrilled about it. I'm I'm so much looking forward to see the end product. And also uh, looking forward to taking all of this illness and and then turning them into uh, Dionysian rituals in the woods uh, this summer. Yes. We're going to have fun. Yeah, we should do that. At Fire, Fire in the Mountains, we should go and uh, do some Dionysian shit. We are going to. 
<laughs> no, I oh, got it absolutely. all planned, my friend. Oh, great. <laughs> Jonas, Jonas, where are you going to fire in the mountains? Yeah. Mateus, you're going to be at fire in the mountains. I am. Everybody's going to be at fire in the mountains, my friend. How, the fuck, do, how the fuck do we get me to fire in the mountains? Jump on a plane, come. Because <laughs> I feel like we there, there's an opportunity for us to do a live podcast. And yes. Just I'll do, I'll be do, I won't be doing music actually at the at this one. I'm only, only doing food. Okay, but that's going to be fun for the podcast as well because the whole food is re, is is revolving around the story of Thiasi and uh, uh, and that sort of thing. So we're we're digging a pit and uh, trying to pit roast uh, a steer and uh, oh, I should tell the story. Uh, then. Okay, it's we, one of my yes. favorite stories. Mateus, you need to speak to Alex and Jeremy. Um, and we need to figure this out. <laughs> okay, cool. We need to get me I'm out down. there <laughs> because it will be too much fun not to get me out there. Yes, yes, yes. We will. We will get you out there somehow. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> whatever, whatever this episode has been for the last, it's probably two hours now. I feel like it would be another level in person. Yes. Or we might hate each other. Absolutely. I, I like we should definitely uh, go do some crazy rituals in in the, the in the woods okay. uh, beneath the the Grand Teton Mountains. Uh, you know oh, the, the Teton, yeah. the Tetons that the Lily means the tits. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> so it does. For some reason, some French dudes they were like. Plowing through through the yeah. Wyoming Grand Grand Tit, Dionysian rituals under the Grand Tit Mountains, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that idea, and and um, I mean, I I, I think I, I feel again that we sort of I don't know if we went deep into the deep enough into the subject matter. I mean, because I think. Um, but it's also, I mean, it's also difficult to, 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 I don't want to lay everything out as well. I mean, music always has to be able to speak for itself. And it's not going to be entirely obvious, except for maybe a few places on the album that, that we are talking about sexuality, because it's not pornographic. I mean, if it's not like I've made a whole record of sex sounds, you know, which would be a cool thing to do, I think, you know, just recording people fucking. And just making beats and uh, and you know and melodies and that sort of thing out of that that could be fun. But it was it was more like it was more like I wanted to explore sexuality from a lot of different angles through music and 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 using a mythological language to do that in some sense. And that was the reason for all the research, uh, both with Matthias and with Nena and a few other sources. And 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 so on because I I really like working in this way where you create a framework for your creative expression in some sense, um, and once you've created that world, then when you enter into the creative process, the actual process of creating the music, it sort of is easy because you can just pull out of this whole huge box that you've made already for yourself right so um so is there any kind of real purpose to this i mean there, there the purpose is 
simply to explore sexuality from a mythological point of view. That is more or less the purpose to it, I would say. And uh, you guys will have to be the you guys will have to be the the judges to see if uh, if that made any sense, if that translated into anything good, you know. Yeah, and that's I personally the, think it did. Well, you guys said sure. you did, but I'm talking about also the, all the guys in the chat and that kind of thing. Of course, of course. And so the general audience. The general audience, yes. General public. I sometimes worry a little bit that it's a bit too weird. Uh, weird is know. good. Weird <laughs> is good. No, because it's, it's different, but it has purpose as well, I think, which is important. It's not like... What, what you're doing is it's not that it's... It's not just weird for weird's sake. It has purpose behind it mm-hmm. and has meaning behind it, and that that then gives its own kind of gravitas to to take it to the next level. So it's not it's not kind of just different for for oh I want to be different. It's it's you're doing your own thing and you're forging your own path, and that's what really excites me about this. Is that it's- I think I think I think I think maybe I think maybe I might be re- revealing sort of how how sort of small and and uh, petty I can be sometimes, but I you know I just saw. I can't remember when it was. Some time ago, I saw some kind of some band, you know, some uh, in this whole Viking scene, and they'd come out, and it, there was a, you know, I don't know, tens of thousands of views on their thing, you know, and it literally was just another one of those Viking bands that just bang a drum and goes. Ah! Like, something like that, you know. But that's um, the thing that those bands are now becoming ten a penny. They the are ten a penny. They, 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 they are absolutely. But and I was just it's like glam rock back in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, but I was still sitting and thinking to myself, "Jesus Christ, if I just done that, you know, you know, if I just like I could easily stand on some mountaintop somewhere with with some kind of Viking clothes on and perhaps a couple of antlers and and." You know, whatever, uh, and just go. You know, like whatever. But know? that's what makes what you're doing so much more special. The fact that <laughs> you, you know, because you because you you've been in a position where you know you you've you, you've kind of come out of high lung, and you're in this. You're in a very good position to kind of make a decision whether you want to lean into this, yeah, and yeah. kind of. Take the e- not 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 like the the quote unquote easy route, um, and you can kind of follow follow that, or you can go. Okay, I want to, I want to forge my own path. This is what I want to do. I'm going to take the, like I say, it's harder road is not maybe the right word, but you want to you want to take your own path, and you want to make your own thing, make your own music, and I absolutely I, mean, I absolutely respect that. And I, I mean. And I, 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 and I could, I, and thank you, Dan. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't have done anything else but that. And you know, and so I, I really do operate from the point of view that anything worth doing, you know, uh, you know, it, it, how how is the saying? The saying goes, you know, uh, you know, it's it's okay if it's hard, you know, if it's worth doing, you know, and 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 many times it should be hard, you know, and there should be a long road and and that sort of thing. 
Um, and I, I could never have, have looked myself in the eye in the morning if I had done something like what, what I just suggested earlier, you know, like there's absolutely, absolutely no way, you know what I mean? There is already one Einar Selvik, you know, and, and he, and he does it really well. So, um, so well, the, see, but that's the I thing wanna... that you don't have to, you don't have to be the next Einar Selvik. You can be the next Jonas Lorenzen. And that, and, be... and those, th those two things don't have to compete with each other. They can be individual. Um, you know, there's, there's exactly no, absolutely, absolutely. I am and not, that, and I'm not, yeah, that that goes. So you say, but I, I, I think that's the problem with all these other bands that kind of see the popularity of, uh, popularity of Vorjuna. Um, they go, um, they will kind of want to follow this path and go, okay, I want to be the next Ina Selvik, I want to. I want to imitate this and be that. Yeah. And and there is only going to be one Ina Selvig. And, and they don't realize the, the age old saying, you know, that, you know, there's only one Ina Selvig and he there is. does not share power. <laughs> exactly. There is. <laughs> Therefore, you need to create your own thing in your own space. And there's no reason why there can't be an Ina Selvig, a Jolan Sorensen, and whatever else there is over here as well. whatever else you know exactly and 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 like i also alluded to it i don't even think my next album is going to be in any kind of thing that you can call a a, a you know i mean for lack of a better word it's a horrible word but you know a viking music um thing uh i'm, so I'm stress one thing about what what we have created right we in, you know you you came to me and you're like matthias i want to dig deep into uh this this like nordic past that we have and how it connects with the indo-european roots and all that stuff and i think it's unfair for you <laughs> for lack of a better term i guess for, for you to, to classify it as, as as viking music because it's not but it, it, it's, it's but it's going to be don't you think i mean maybe i'm maybe, wrong maybe maybe it's going to be classified in that i mean honestly those those bands who make the so-called Viking music, they get classified as a lot of different things, sometimes heavy metal, right? So, like, you see Hylone being, you know, in that sphere of, like, heavy metal. It's like, how the fuck is that heavy yeah. metal? Um, and How is that and, heavy metal? I mean, yeah. Just, and, yeah. And, um, and sure, yeah, I mean, there, there are some elements of the music that you're making that, that, that relate to the Viking music style and so yeah. on. It's founded on on some mythology that relates to this stuff as well. But but what we've done is that we've gone beyond the Viking Age. Look, people need to realize that the Viking Age is the lamest fucking time period in Scandinavia. Mateus, shut yeah. the fuck up! <laughs> shut the fuck up! No, no, the we, coolest, got, the coolest got, time period. You have to. No, have to we've got hundred. We've got 187 patrons <laughs> who pay to talk hear us talk about yes, this. But, but, Stop but, and listen to it. But what they need to realize is that what they get with us is 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 the deeper perspective. It's the long-term perspective. <laughs> La longue durée. We go deep into the past that existed before the Viking Age. That's what that's what we have been working on with your with your material here. We're down in the 500s and the 400s yeah. and so on, yeah. which is like such a you know if talk about mysterious and magic time period in Northern Europe. That's it 
right there. That's that yeah, time yeah, yeah. period. Migration so, period. Yes. So there's there's so much more, you know, to explore there. And you know, you guys were talking about Ina Sedevik before. He says the same thing. Go beyond the Viking Age. Let's get back to that time period where where we were, you know, you know, doing some really awesome things, guys. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. it's too easy to focus on just one. But I think this, you know, I think this goes back to so to wrap this up because I think we should probably wrap this episode up now. Um, I think this kind of goes back to to everything that goes with the Northmen and all this in general that everybody wants to focus on just this time period. And I think when you maybe you just when you start out and just get involved in this community, you kind of think everything has to revolve around the just just revolve around the Viking Age, and you want to learn everything you can about that. And then as you kind of learn more, it expands out, and you go, okay, there's 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 these these there's all this before that led up to it, and there's all this after. Um, and then to put that back into kind of perspective with the Northmen, I think you know, Jonas, when I when I when I went to watch it, you know, me and Mateus got invited on on press viewings to yeah. go see. It. I ra- I rang you straight away after, and I was like, I you know, I love the I love the movie, but I'm concerned that it's going to be too it's going to be too authentic for the everyday kind of like quote unquote Viking enthusiast. Um, and and I see that popping up more and more in in kind of the Facebook groups of these these people who are in these, you know maybe they're dipping their toes in the in this world and they're kind of they're upset by this film and it's like hang on a minute this is the what are they upset about well the, I, I i'm not sure but it's it's kind of the the this is the most authentic movie that's probably ever been made i think around this this world you know he, he, he's genuinely tried his fucking best to make it as as, as accurate as possible and we will never be able to make a hundred percent accurate film because unless you've got a time machine, you can't do it. Um, no, I'll have to contend with that and say the most authentic movie is still Royal Deceit by uh, with uh, Christian Bale. Um, in terms of in terms of dress and and uh, uh, scene scenery and all that stuff, um, I'll, I'll I'll say that 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 one is is still more authentic. That also makes it visually visually more boring though yeah so. yeah it's extremely it's extremely boring it's actually quite it's, boring it's just, a, it's just a boring movie really uh i mean Kristen bell is great of course in it but he's always great but i mean um i, I i'm not gonna contend with that because i can't actually remember that and i don't know if i even could contend with it uh even if i could remember it but um what i will say uh you know, I mean, I can say a lot of things about the Northman. I, th- I thought it was really funny that he invited me to to basically the character that I that I play in the movie and the song that I wrote um, was based on Bosa Saga, which is like an extreme. This particular particular passage in Bosa Saga is extremely pornographic. He did not know that I was working on a project about. Uh, you know, sexuality and and was basing it in this mythological language from the Viking Age and before. Um, so he did not know that. So the, the, I'm literally singing a pornographic song about a, a, a about a, a guy called Bosa who comes and meets the, po- the farmer's daughter, 
and uh, basically you know he, he sings he says things like you know i want to bring my steed to your wine well you know a red well of, of you know so pussy of course and uh it, it's, she says always oh, where's your steed and he says well it's, it's between my legs my dear but you know be careful with him because he's a bit shy and then she grabs it at some point and you know it the steed is quite hard at the neck she says i mean this looks filled with like this crazy pornographic imagery and it's just so strange that he asked me to to do exactly that one because he he didn't know he had he there was no way he could have known so it was just another thing that's like is it me it's like am i just like it's this huge throbbing penis that you're just projecting out there at any I'm point. I'm just, I, yeah, I just, maybe I'm just like, I just project this sort of image of an extremely horny, impish kind of bacchanalian type. I, I, I don't fucking know. But I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's what happened. But I mean, getting back to the Northmen, I think, I think uh, what, Robert Eggers was was in, or was inspired by uh, by the Northmen was uh, I think the same thing as as, as I'm inspired and many, many others uh, of my peers and you guys uh, included. I feel the North. I mean, I feel the Viking Age <laughs> is a a window into an earlier age, and I think that's why it's interesting. I don't think it's, I don't think that, I think Matthias is right. The actual Viking age is not really that interesting, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's a lot of power grabs. Were you to stop with trying to ruin this podcast? (laughs) No, but like, really try to listen to what I'm saying. (laughs) Try to listen to what I'm saying. I've got business in this. Fucking hell, Jonas. (laughs) No, because I'm saying two things at once, Dan. I'm, I'm saying the actual Viking age is not that interesting, but the Viking age is interesting because, because it is a window into an into into an earlier time in some sense all the mythological material that we have from that time the poetic traditions the folkloric stuff um it's all a window into something primarily human and i think that's what is it's certainly what's inspiring me and i think that's also what's creating this whole movement of people that are looking to this age to uh, in some sense, it's a kind of uh, modernity uh, t- tiredness. In some sense, being tired with modernity and thinking there should be, we should modernity should be something else than what it is. I think, and, and I think that's really that's really what it is with the Viking Age. It's 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 uh, it's finding inspiration, but it's not like when people were looking in the Renaissance time when they were looking to a time where things make sense and men were men and smart and we could make amazing things and so on. I think it's, it's much more primal than that. We're living in a time of, 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 of the digital age and everything's becoming less and less human. So we're looking to a time where things were more primarily human, uh, rightly or wrongly. I mean, I think that doesn't really matter. I, I agree with that. I agree a lot with that. Uh, it is it is a search for sort of like a time period that uh, can can give us a sense of the more primal. Um, yeah. The, the the situation with the Viking Age is, of course, that that is actually the the time period where Scandinavia as a society or societies uh, move from being 
their own societies to to becoming Europeanized Christian societies. Yeah. And and the interesting thing, the thing that people latch on to with the Viking Age are the parts of, of that society that are still pre-Christian. That's usually what people are interested in. Unless, of course, unless of course you're in the business of propping up your little nation state like Denmark or Norway or Iceland, then then you're interested in in you know, the, the, this is when we became Christian and civilized and all that stuff. So it's actually kind of funny that from, you know, the national Scandinavian perspective, um, this time period, the Viking Age is a time period corresponds to, uh, I don't know, the, the revolutionary war period for, for, the, for the U.S., for instance, right? It's a, it's a time period where we were founded right whereas everybody yeah. else is like oh it's a time period but they're all like wearing wolf skins and like uh, doing weird funky rituals with blood sacrifice yeah like. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which it wasn't at all but which it which it but which it but which a lot of the material that we have been given from that time period that has still survived is alluding to mm-hmm. so so it's actually hearkening back to a much more ancient time and I think also that's why we, you and I decided quite early on that we would we would do it in this weird five hundredths uh, version of 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 the Nordic languages, right? Instead of you mm-hmm. doing it in Old Norse, because we were actually trying to harken back to something even older in some sense, and we were trying to create a a spiritual language or a language within which spiritual or mythological ideas could be expressed in, exactly, but without yeah. the baggage of of uh, of a lot of things so i think um yeah i really i really think that's uh that's a real thing and to, uh, just to say a couple of things uh thoughts that i've had yeah so you know it's always good when you when you receive a piece of art um either you go look at a painting or you read a book or you watch a movie or listen to some music it's always good to like you know um leave it for a little bit and then come back to I it. fucking I'm sorry there's this, this chat is just this just it's just honestly we have the best chat I think of any podcast we've built such a beautiful little community and discord and and the live shows um honestly if you if you listen to this and you want to join in it just just support us on Patreon it's literally four dollars a month it's, it's I really cannot of, recommend it more. I mean, this yeah. this chat is hilarious. It's, it's the price. <laughs> it's the price of a cup of coffee for me or Mateus. Uh, if you want to take the next level up, it's buying each of us a cup of coffee a month. Um, it's Nordic Mythology Podcast. Um, fuck, why I get that wrong every single time. It's Patreon forward slash Nordic Mythology Podcast. Um, and yeah, you get a bonus episode every week or most weeks, and it's it's just a lot of fun. You get to sit on the on the live episodes. And yeah, it's it's just good fun. It's good fun. You will enjoy it. The the chat's going off. Obviously, you get to watch the episode, and it it's it's absolutely worth it. We we built a. I'm proud of the little community we built. I really am proud of like this this little group of people who <laughs> enjoy this and us and talk about this and then then and they're friends with each other. It's it's a beautiful thing. And if you want to join it. Just, just pop over to Patreon, and if we get to two hundred, me and Mateus are gonna apparently now me it's me and Mateus, it's both of us. We're gonna be in coconut bikinis, and we're, <laughs> we're gonna do a live. We're gonna do an episode in. 
in coconut bikinis. I'm so I'm sorry, Matthias, to interrupt you, but I just the chat was cracking that's, me up. I thought those that's guys perfectly were... fine. That's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, maybe I should also like save that comment to to for some other time. Um, we could always uh, yeah talk yeah. Northman. I think you were about to on... say something really important. I think people's brains are starting to to melt. We've been going. We've been going, we be going a long time now. We've got a couple of hours. Yeah. I think. Yes. So. Yeah, I'll save that for another time. Save it for later. I think yes. it, I think you were in on onto something really interesting. Uh, but yeah, save it for later. I think yes. so. All right, let let let's wrap this up, Jonas. I mean, you are welcome back anytime. I love these episodes with you. Um, Same. You are. I think. I think between me, me between me and Mateus, I haven't spoken to him about this, but I'm sure between us, you are the third unofficial co-host of this podcast you know when whenever we seem like that isn't it whenever whenever <laughs> it we need somebody you're there whenever we need to do an extra episode you're there um yeah we we i think we both have a lot of love for you and what you do and we will support you all the way in whatever whatever path you choose oh that's really that's really that's really heartwarming and 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 the same to you guys and and i i really enjoy coming on i enjoy doing the story time and yeah we're, we're friends so it makes sense why shouldn't we be sitting around and 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 chatting shit for hours it Shoot makes sense <laughs> and then just sending it out to people see how they respond and um, i think that's what makes the best episodes though that we are i think they're like we are genuinely three friends even though we haven't met yet in person i think we are three friends who can sit down and just Whatever topic you put in front of us, we're going to be able to talk about, and 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 that's what's that's what's fun about these episodes is that we start out at point A, and then we end up at point fucking S. Who knows? Yeah, it's like exactly. whatever happens happens, and and I love that, and it's you know it's a lot of fun, and and I think genuinely people enjoy listening to these episodes more than the others. There's no there's no force in it. It's just kind of a natural conversation between people yeah and and yeah i think i think people are going to relate to a lot to what you're creating what you're doing and i'm so excited for when the album releases because yeah i think it's it's going to be a it's it's going to be big I, so I am I, full... so i and uh, i have some i have some i have some big uh, news coming up as well uh, but um, uh, live shows and stuff like that. I mean, we're playing Castle Fest, which is one thing. But um... mm-hmm. yep, very much looking forward to uh, hearing about all of those big news. Absolutely. And we, we, no matter what, we will meet and make Gaz block. Whether we, whether we have anything to announce or not, we're all go- we're all going to be in the same place at the same time. So something is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Mateus, let people know where they can find you. You can find me and my general shit show on Instagram. And also you can always check out my website. Just like put in my name, MatiasNorvig.com, and you can find me on there as well. Jonas, where can people find you? Well, it's uh, Instagram is the best place as well. Um, it's just at Nebala Music, N-E-B-A-L-A Music. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, uh, hit, hit up on, on YouTube as well. There's uh, quite a lot of uh, video material and more to come. 
So just search for Nibala on YouTube and you'll um, you'll find, uh, you'll see the video that we've been chatting about and, and other stuff. So yeah, that's uh, that's the best place to find me. Yeah, no, it's exciting. I, I yeah, I'm looking forward to what to what you release. Um, if you want to follow me, it's Daniel underscore Farrand one, because some fucker still has Daniel underscore Farrand. <laughs> um, obviously <laughs> at Hornswording. I mean, yeah, this episode has been it's been a good release for me. I mean, I know we've spoken about sex. And I, I tend not to speak about my my I tend not to speak about my private life too much. Well, on here I try not to, but you know I I'm going through. Let you know, it is what it is. I'm going I'm going through a divorce at the minute, and you know this episode has been a, a big release for me, and it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed both of your companies. Um, yeah, it it is what it is. You know the. At some point, you have to put it out into the into the universe. There, yeah, um, we're, we're with you all the way, man. We're with you, man. You, you have our support. Absolutely. I know, I know you. I know you both are. But like I say, it's. I, I feel like it's one of those things that. I, I I hate people who, who kind of make these announcements just on Facebook. You know, like they 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 make these special Facebook posts just to say that these things are happening in their lives. Like that's not that's not what I want to do. So I, I I feel like I wanted to try and at least put it in somewhat a natural environment of like, yeah, you know, this the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. This is this is what's happening. It is what it is. You know, um it's one of those things that it's been a long time coming, unfortunately. And we're there. And yeah. So you know this this is this has been a a lot of fun for me in a, a very t- tumultuous week. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good word. Yeah. yeah. So it's been yeah, it's been a it's been a chaotic week, and this has been a very nice kind of experience for us to sit here and and talk amongst friends. So I appreciate it very much. We appreciate here, you too. Let's end it. <laughs> let's end it on that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much to the both of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right.